The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. It's the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News. My name is Chris Sheets, normally on Kissing Country 103.9, but uh, thrilled to be here, a guest hosting again uh, today. Uh, Environment Canada has issued a heat warning, in effect, for the Edmonton region. It's uh, only 27, but it feels a lot warmer than that, and there is a chance of some uh, possible showers or thunder showers a little bit later on tonight. Uh, Going to be nice and warm again tomorrow, 28, 29 for Saturday, and then uh, we get a couple of rainy days for Sunday and Monday. Uh, as we uh, say good afternoon, this is actually a, really exciting for me because I, I going to tell you this guy's changed my life it is uh, drex from the shift with drex how, how are you my friend oh i gotta press this button there to see you know and again again these country radio guys don't know how to press these buttons now i think it's going to work how are you drex it's extreme real i've changed your life that much like wow well okay. here's, here's the thing because i do the uh the early morning shift on on kissing country i uh, i really honestly enjoy like as soon as i get in my vehicle and i'm making the half hour drive to work uh, i have an opportunity to listen to you and you're talking about uh, stuff that i can uh, steal and use on my show uh, let me ask you this because there's someone you work with on kissing and Matt DeBoers, who, who actually, when he graduated from Nate, was an intern at my radio station in Castlegar, where I was the PD. Now, yes. now when you went, got to work the very first time, you said to him, Hey, listen, I've been listening to this, uh, this crazy Australian overnight on Chad. Yeah. What did he say to you? That's what, that's what I need to know. Do you want to know the truth? Yeah, absolutely. I said I was going to reach out to you and see if you'd want to be on the show, and he says, Oh, he'll be on the show. He's desperate. Um, <laughs> Well, he's not wrong. Well, I know. It's, hey, you're on the show. And, uh, you know, again, I, I, I'd like to, you're the man that actually now I'm trying to break all of those bad habits out of. You were his first boss, so. He, he was a good employee, so much so that I, I hired him twice. Really? Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, I, you know, he he's great, and he's just he's just he's off the wall, and he's awesome, and I I just have so much fun with him and Jack every morning. And it's been a long time since the morning show that I was on, and I remember listening to you as I was driving in and going, "Ooh, man, I can talk to Drex about that. I can talk to him about that." And we'll probably get to that, but I want to start um, and say that about well over twenty five years ago, I started like a lot of us do, doing the overnight show on Kiss and Country, and that was the days before the internet, and uh, you really found a connection. I've said for my entire career, my favorite shift to work in radio was the overnights because those people really listen because you're their companion, you're their friend, because for whatever the reason is, whether they're at home alone, whether they're working, whatever it was, um, and you were quite often their only, you know, their only connection. And that again was before the internet and things like that. But, Mm -hmm. but you, uh, now you've been doing this uh, show for how long? Uh, we're coming up on six months now. Okay. Now, do you feel that same kind of connection? Oh, absolutely. I, I started, like you, 20-plus years ago doing overnights uh, at, a, at an alternative rock station in Australia called Triple J, which was owned by the government. And I, used to, and I was 16 at the time. I was still going to school. So I would, I would finish my shift at 6 a.m., go home, get a couple of hours, and then, then up, up again to go to school. And it was interesting because you'd always get callers who just wanted to have a conversation. And, and you're right. There are people that listen to late-night radio because they're looking for a companion, mm-hmm. right? So something happened uh, uh, many, many, many years ago uh, where Chorus didn't have sort of uh, uh, Canadian overnight radio anymore. They, they, they brought in Coast to Coast, which was popular for many years. But there was never an opportunity for Canadians to actually call in. They're, occasionally a Canadian would get on air, but you wouldn't hear Canadian conversations. So when they uh, decided that they liked my idea that I proposed to them, 
uh, one of the key things was the phones need to be open all the time, and I want to be able to chat to those listeners. And so far, it is working. And we're, we're, we're finding a new audience as well. There's a lot of younger people coming in uh, as well that maybe haven't really sampled talk radio before. Mm-hmm. And they're just sort of they're sampling it for the very first time and thinking, well, actually, I can call up and I can give my opinion. Uh, they'll listen to my opinion, and people will call up and maybe challenge my opinion or agree with my opinion, and it cr- creates a great conversation. Like any topic we can tackle late at night because the audience is a different audience. There's less, less kids listening, so we can do you know, more edgier stuff like yeah, we you did, did last night. Yeah. Did, you, did you hear the topic that we did last night? Uh, remind me. So there was this obituary of a woman that died in uh, in in uh, in uh, Montana, I think it was. I saw your tweet on this. And yeah. yeah, go ahead. And and her kids wrote her obituary. It just so happens that during their life, their mother had abandoned them, ran off with her husband's brother, gotten pregnant to him, and ran off to California. Never never really spoke to the kids again. And they mentioned that in the obituary. And I wondered if if you're an a hole in life, should you be called out as an a hole? In death. Yes. And the overwhelming response was, of course. If you're a nasty person in life, you should be called out for that after you die as well. Yeah, I love that because it's true. We never say anything, you know, ill will against uh, the dead. But some of these people don't deserve the kind things said at their funerals or in their obituaries and, yeah. you know, posted in the journal, right? Like, I mean, do, you, do you think someone stood up at uh, <laughs> Muammar Gaddafi's funeral and said, you know what, he was a really nice guy? Deep down, <laughs> no, no one did that. If you're an a-hole, you're an a-hole and you deserve to be called out for being one. Just misunderstood. Understood. Uh, again, the shift with Drex. Uh, we're thrilled to have him on the on the air this afternoon, and, and I love that. And you know, you were talking about uh, younger people now uh, tuning into your show, whether it's on six thirty chat or across this uh, country that uh, we live in. Um, you know, people. Again, when I go, I'm going to go back to when you and I first started. Uh, we literally had the microphone, and we were the only ones that were basically allowed to have an opinion. I mean, other than talk radio. But social media has changed that for better or worse. Everybody is now used to being able to uh, show their opinion or share their opinion on whatever the subject is. Yeah. And so now, I mean, you know, we're just kind of a, a another continue, you know, continuing way that they can do that, right? Yeah, it's it's interesting with opinions, though, right? Is 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 there are some well thought out opinions, well researched opinions, and then there's, a, then there's opinions that come from people who haven't ever opened a book. Yeah. Right, yeah. and you've got to be able to juggle those things, right? And you, look, you want everybody to be able to have an opinion, yeah. but sometimes you just get some, you get some really interesting callers on air. Like uh, uh, there's this TV commercials that about to start running on uh, on uh, Global in Edmonton for my show late at night, and we we picked a great caller that we had. A few months ago, I think it was an Edmonton listener. Actually, I can't sure. remember yep. uh, whether he was from there or not. His name was Tony, and he suggested that uh, that uh, that the CIA uh, actually is the the organization running Facebook and Apple phones. Okay. And, and look, you know, there are some people out there that that believe that. And look, I, I believe that to some extent as well. It's foolish for us not to believe that our governments are keeping an eye on what we're doing. Yeah. But to but to say that the CIA is completely in control of all Apple phones and Facebook, please come on. Well, it's weird. It's funny. My son, who I don't think he believes in conspiracies, he's 21 years old, but just yesterday he was he saw one of these new Ford Mustangs go by him on the highway. He fell in love with it, so he Googled uh, what it was worth. And he says, Dad, now I Google, I swear, I Googled that like on my, my iMac, uh, his laptop, his Mac. Yep. And, and he says, and then later in the day, I was looking at something else, and all of a sudden all these Ford Mustang advertisements were showing up on my iPhone. He says, what is going on? Yeah, that's called retargeting. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's a that's a that's a common trick from advertisers, right? Where you look at one thing and the cookies follow you, so they can retarget you to go buy it. And you what you watch in a couple of years, he'll buy that. I, I was just, I just said to him, I said, just tell me you didn't go and put a down payment down on one. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> no. <laughs> what's he What's he rolling around on now? Uh he's got a he's got a big diesel uh, Dodge pickup like everybody else in this town, right? Oh, you a know. bro dozer, I call that the bro dozer. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> uh, Drex joins us again, uh, the host of uh, his, his great. Show that's uh, been going for six months strong. Uh, I'm t- what are some of the other strange and unusual things? You've- I want to get to the uh, the election that you're going to be talking about. That's pretty exciting for you because again, you're going to be coming on uh, basically after the results, and everybody's going to be dealing with that in in Ontario. But before we get to that, um, yeah. you know, it's just some of the other things that in the last six months that have just kind of stood out is like, oh, that was kind of a neat thing, or oh boy, we should never done that. You you know what? Um, it's not so much a, a a thing that we do on the show, but something that I've noticed that's coming from listeners and and more more and more uh, listeners are sort of coming out and, and sort of having this conversation. The amount of blind listeners that mm-hmm. we actually have to radio, mm-hmm. uh, I, I don't I don't think uh, you know general everyday radio listeners understand how important radio is to the to the blind community. Sure. Uh, and there is a there's a, a gorgeous listener in Edmonton who listens to my six thirty chat. Her name is Lily. She is a blind woman, uh, and she is a regular caller to the show. And some of the conversations I've had with Lily uh, are just wonderful. You know, because you've got to remember that you know you and I mentioned before that that late night radio is a companion. Think about how much. Uh, radio is a companion to the blind. It's the one go-to source that's always there for them for a conversation, for their news, without them having to go to any other source. Uh, and, and that's pretty astounding. You know, I, I, on my old show when I was just doing, working on CKNW, I used to play this little clip at the end of every show from Jim Robson, the old hockey announcer. Yeah, great. And, great. and he used to say at the end of every Canucks broadcast, I just want to give a shout-out to the blind, the shut-ins, and those in hospital beds that are listening to the broadcast. Because we have to remember that while many of us, you know, go about our day hopping in cars, driving around, working, there are a lot of people that are stuck in their homes, can't leave because of anxiety. There are people that are ill, that are, that are, that are, that are bedridden. There are people that are blind that need that companionship. And radio still is very important to them. And, and I love having conversations with those people because they are the people that understand how powerful radio can be for them. I never even thought about it until now, but you're right, with the, with the blind, visually impaired people, it's like ra- radio is the great equalizer, right? Because like, yeah. we're, we're all basically blind when it comes to radio. We have no idea if you're even wearing pants right now, which I'm guessing yeah. you're not. Uh, Lily always wondered what I'd uh, what I'd look like, and then a friend of her described me, and apparently I'm handsome. I don't know. Uh, basically, basically, I think I look like a, back, a bucket of smash crabs in the sun. But you know what you should do on your show over on Kissin huh. is you should do a call topic and find out exactly how many blind listeners you have in Edmonton. I think you'd be I think you'd be surprised. Well, we'll do that on six thirty chat right now. You can text us at six thirty six thirty. Yeah, that's a, v- a very good point, and uh, that's one of the things about radio too. Over the years, I've actually physically met listeners who were refuse to believe I'm myself. They're like, you're not Chris Sheets because you're taller, skinnier, fatter, whatever it might be. I, I've had to show people my driver's license, right? Because we all imagine these people and we've done it ourselves. You imagine them certain ways and they're never going to be what you look, what you actually imagine, right? Yeah, so, radio people generally are ugly. Disappointing. Quite yeah, disappointing. Very, just like, oof. Yeah, you were talking about that story about that uh, woman that died and basically uh, her family you know, called her a-holes as you use the term and uh, yeah. somebody texted at 6.30, 6.30 said, a-holes are useful. I call those that aren't hemorrhoids. So there you go. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> you got a few more minutes? Yeah, man, I'll hang out. All right. Uh, of course, as Matt DeBurs would say, yeah, he's he's shameless. He'll stay. He'll stay as long as you want him. Oh yeah, I'll, I'll go to the opening of a door. Okay, awesome. Well, we'll get back to Drex in moments. Right here, six thirty, Chet Afternoon News. It is the 6.30 Chet Afternoon News on an absolutely beautiful day in uh, the City of Champions, Edmonton, Alberta, Canada. And uh, joining us from uh, the West Coast, it is uh, uh, Drex from uh, The Shift with Drex. And again, he's been doing that great show on the overnights for the last six months. Uh, you're going to like this, Drex. I got some text at 6.30, 6.30. Ken here, I've listened to Drex, and I picture him kind of Randy Macho Savage style. Macho Man Savage. What do you think? Does that uh, sound like you? I need more neon in my wardrobe, I think. Yeah, probably. Oh, yeah. Somebody else texted, Drex is a less spindly than I envisioned. Spindly. Yes, I'm a little rotund. <laughs> a little doughy. Uh, I, could, that, I could, you know what, I'm going to be 40 next year. Yeah. Uh, and my, my dad just had uh, had an incident with his heart and it was kind of a wake-up call that yeah. I should probably consider getting on a treadmill in the next six months. Yeah. Good luck. <laughs> um, yeah, you, you know what, we're, we're talking to Kevin Smith, the actor, oh, no, we were talking about him, not talking to him, but talking about the fact that, of course, he had that heart episode, as he called it, which basically, he was like a, inches away from losing his life, and uh, mm. he's on the potato diet now, man. That's all he eats is potatoes, so you might want to think of that. Can you get potatoes in Vancouver? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Potatoes are delicious. Yeah, hey, look, we, we, we have easy access to potatoes, even, even in uh, Alberta and B.C., because, you know, Idaho's just down there, right? You know what we should do? I'm just thinking, because we got some good potatoes here, like we're like number two, I think, in the country, if not number three. Uh, maybe we should create a pipeline of potatoes and send them to Vancouver. Oh, Jesus. Do we have to have the pipeline conversation now? <laughs> Can't we just have a civil conversation? Chris Sheets, come on. I had to bring it up. Uh, I had to bring it up. Uh, Matthew just texted, I'm not blind or shut-in or anything like that, but I work on a tree farm and spend most of my time watering by myself in a truck, so I, I, I need you guys. It's the only thing that keeps me sane, says Matthew. Yeah, yeah. And But you know what? I think some talk radio can drive people insane as well. Yeah, well, you're going to be talking, I know for a fact, you're true, that's true. You're going to be talking about uh, the election in Ontario. What's going to happen tonight? Um, well, Kathleen Wynne's going to have to tidy up her CV, isn't she? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it, it's interesting, you know, just chatting to some of the broadcasters at our sister station, uh, 640 in Toronto, uh, they seem to think that uh, uh, the Liberals will likely lose party status, which is eight seats in Ontario. They could win as little as three, maybe less. Uh, but here's, here's, a, here's an interesting question. Is, is if your party is decimated in a provincial election, uh, how do you rebuild? Because uh, I think, the, from what I understand, the, uh, the campaign financing rules in, 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 uh, in Ontario are about to change, or they have already changed. So it might be a little bit interesting to see how the Liberals sort of regroup yeah, uh, because they've already admitted they're not going to win this election. It's likely going to be a uh, likely going to be a, 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 a PC government. So a liberal uh, party losing uh, status in Ontario is what's next? Like a, an NDP majority in Alberta? Like that would that'd be crazy. <laughs> Imagine how how could that possibly happen? Yeah, it's interesting. It's, it's and it's happened over the over the, uh, across the country in the last couple of years. It happened in, uh, there in Alberta and it happened here in BC uh, last year, where you know after 16 years of a BC Liberal government, and you know some some, some people here just had a gutful. They were itchy for change, and yep. I feel the same thing's happening in Ontario. Yeah, it might have even happened in the States as well, right? Have you noticed that it, it almost it's almost like policy doesn't matter? Mm-hmm. It's about personality. Yeah, it's uh, it's about who who says the right sort of things. And I and I and I mentioned this a lot last night to Matt Gurney, who's the one of the morning guys at six forty uh, in in uh, in Toronto, and he 
I'd mentioned to him that I'd never seen something like this before because the Liberal Party, this particular election cycle in Ontario, instead of having dirt on a party and just sending it to the media, they would set up full-on press conferences and have a, the, the Liberal Party co-chair of the campaign actually say, hey, here's some audio we found of Doug Ford. And it just it reached, it reached peak idiocy last week when she goes, we found some audio of Doug Ford talking about how much he loves guns, and if there's a Doug Ford majority, he's likely going to implement these policies. And, and one smart journalist in the room said, well, hang on a second, it's a federal issue. So it's like they're, they're trying to get any sort of mud out there uh, to dirty the other parties just so people keep voting for the liberals. It's just like, really, how desperate and pathetic can you be? And, and if, you know, politics in the last couple of years, if, if anything is true, mud doesn't stick anymore. Like, it just doesn't. Like, it no. just, it runs off the wall. Like, uh, unless, <laughs> unless you're a conservative uh, MP candidate in Ontario that feels the need to take a leak in someone's coffee cup. Well, you know, I mean, but we've all had to go, Drex. We've all right? had to go. I yeah. mean, you know what? Not in my Ched coffee mug, though, by the way. I got one of those. Awesome. You know what? Uh, tonight, we'll be tuning in to, to hear you, the shift. Uh, again, you can hear it every uh, weeknight here on uh, 630 Ched, and we're thrilled that you joined us this afternoon. I'm glad it's going well, and thank you. Keep it going just for me in the morning, so I've got something good to listen to on my way into work. Thanks, Chris. Appreciate the chat. All right. Thanks. More with the afternoon news on 630 Chad coming up. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.